One of our partners and I are making plans to see each other. He's busy with work and school one weekend. I'm busy building my empire with another weekend. You can't go ask me, empire? What kind of empire could you be building? Look here, player. Your boy might be disabled, but... Yo, swinging and banging on the ones and twos. Allow me to reintroduce myself to all of yous. It is Kendrick Avant, the multiple sclerosis outlaw. I am your agent of gratitude. And this is your new podcast, Disabled But, where we look at things after the disability, the mindset, the thriving, how you're doing better, what are you doing to get better. Disabled But is going to bring to you everything that you really wanted to do and explore. I'm your host, I'm Kendrick, and let's get into it. The discussion we are having. I'm going to start with today is going to be this. Family, friends, people that know someone with a chronic illness. The absolute wrong thing to ever say to us, whether our illness is physical, whether the illness is mental, whether they're struggling with something emotional, the absolute wrong thing to say to us is to act as though what we're doing cannot be done. That right there is the nonsense that is on the memes, that is in all of the motivational videos that you see on pins and on Instagram and everything else. So if I'm having a discussion with you and I'm telling you about all the good things I'm trying to do, I'm telling you about all the great things I'm building, if your response is, yeah, but you're still disabled. Or if your response is, yeah, but I don't think you can do that. Man, even if your response is, ooh, I believe in you, but man, people who have your illness or your disability shouldn't be doing it. All of that is pain for us. You may think you angry, but man, you are emotionally wrecking my psyche when you act like I can't do something and it is because of my disability. If you act like, I can't get to the NBA, okay, I can, take, I can take your word for that. If you're discussing with me about how hard it'll be for me to enter and start coaching boys athletic sports at the age of 42, I can dig that. But man, whenever you use my disability as your justification for the reason why I shouldn't even be allowed to do something, yo bro, that is going a little bit too far. That's taking it way too far. Whether you are a spouse, a loved one, a friend, a colleague, even you just the other patient sitting in the doctor's office. What place do you have to tell me I can't do something? That I should not be able to do something? That legally, you can't even understand why I would think I'm able to do something. The hesitation on the part of family and friends to support you can be tough. But the absolute disability of them to believe, I'm saying that wrong, but their absolute denial 
of your ability to get things done is something you should not take personal. You just got to get into your gratitudes and keep it going. You just got to show people exactly how grateful you are. I have this term that I call aggressively grateful. And I'm aggressively grateful because no matter what anybody says to me, dog, your boy is going to find a reason to use gratitude to get around whatever it is you think I can do. So even that discussion about somebody telling me, empire? What kind of empire are you building? Even that gives me a gratitude. Why am I grateful? Because I understand you are now not the one I could come to for help. I'm grateful because I know I shouldn't even come to you with a question. I'm grateful because I know what box to put you in when we're referring to my life. I'm grateful I'm not going to even bother you with things that are on my mind about how to get something done. Because that would be a waste of my time. And I'm grateful even more you have really shown me what you believe in my abilities as I deal with this illness on an everyday basis. I'm out. So I got to tell y'all this lightning story. Last Tuesday was the 15th. I'm here at the crib doing my thing, doing my customer service type of job. It's about 7.40 to 7.43. I'm 13 minutes into my overtime because I get off at 7.30. But I'm still on the phone, man, because as a customer service representative for Medicare, Medicaid, different insurance plans, it is my job when you call into customer service to do my best to help you out. A lot of times, man, I'm doing stuff people have no idea outside the limits of what I'm supposed to do, what I get graded on, what I can get fired for. Like people that have no idea. Customer service representatives stand up. Unite. This is for you. This is for the squad, man. The things we do for people. They have no idea whether you are Nike or Medicare, Medicaid, or work for a doctor's office. The expectations of your job are here. And the things you do to help people out, they have no idea, are so far beyond the expectations. I mean, you can get fired on damn near on a daily basis trying to help people out because you are going so far beyond what you're supposed to do. But they also are grading you on trying to do the most and either way. So I'm here, it's 15 minutes past overtime, by 7.43-ish hits, it is raining, it is storming cats and dogs outside. So as I'm on the phone trying to transfer the customer from one place to the next, I tell everyone I'm on the phone with, I'm on a three-way call, yo, I'm in Houston, it is storming like crazy, the caller is in Iowa, the person I'm trying to help out I believe is in California. Wait a minute, the caller's in Iowa. The other representative, I believe, is in California. So, man, we're working this out, trying to help, trying to get a person convinced, trying to get a person helped. I tell them, yo, it is storming cats and dogs. I really believe my power might go out. The blink, I might get a blink. We should hurry up. And, of course, they hit me with the, yeah, we're working on this right now. We're going to try to get the customer help them, blah, 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 blah. Whatever, man. I'm looking at the storm outside my window. 
I know it's getting rough and I know I got the I got some bad internet service. So just like I thought, crack of lightning hits and I mean, dude, the sound of thunder, the roll, the pop, the explosion in my ears was so deafening. I would be able to say more about it, except it hit me literally like somebody punched me in my neck and in my throat and in my shoulders all at the same time, dog. Like, I felt like I was suddenly in an episode of Mortal Kombat or something. Johnny Cage came through with that spinning kick and I mean, completely dismantled my whole upper half. So, of course, the power goes off. I can hear the family, the queen, the kids outside the bedroom yelping. But, yo, man, I, I can't get over the fact this this sound, this pop this in my ear has hurt me so physically much. So the queen comes in and checks something. She checks something. Hey, are you okay? Boy, that, the explosion, I told the kids to, got, get, to get off their electronics. I believe the explosion hit one of the girls. I hope she's going to be okay. I see you're hit. We go through that whole setup. Man, by the time it's all said and done, that is Tuesday, I'm telling you all, Tuesday the 15th at around 7.45ish. I lost a work computer. I lost a work monitor. One of our Roku's was blown out. One of our TV's was blown out. Dude, and that is just the beginning. I mean, I can tell y'all about what happened to the truck. The trunk doors to the truck no longer even opened. Some of the some of the side doors no longer open. The lights, the bright lights no longer come on. There are no signal lights. So I really feel as though it's like that lightning strike must have hit maybe the front yard or something like that. Not close enough to cause a fire. Everybody's okay. But obviously, I mean some stuff got jacked up. Every that was third that was Tuesday. We had to, we had to get the, the truck jumped all Tuesday when we were driving. Had to get the truck jumped all Wednesday we're driving. Thursday, had to get the truck jumped again. Friday, we end up going on and paying the money. Let's go and put a battery in here because it obviously is not coming back. I am not one of those type of people who ever had any type of interest in how the car operates, how long it operates, what I can do if it cannot operate. No, that's not why you get with me. If you are a queen and you are with me, you are with me because your boy is always clean, always smelling good, trying to make you laugh, doing everything he can to, to, leave, a, to, leave, a, to leave a flower at your, at your door and put a jacket over the puddle. Like, that is me. But fixing stuff, I got to call somebody. Let me tell you about the house temperature in the crib. On top of that, after all of that, told you that start on Tuesday. So, Wednesday... Thursday, part of Friday, we couldn't get the house to go above 60 degrees. Upstairs, it was around 55 to 56 degrees. 58, 58 degrees to be exact. Sorry about that. Downstairs, we couldn't get the crib to go above about 63, 64. So it was a couple of, a couple of degrees difference. And I mean, the AC is just blowing. We turn this stuff off. The AC is just blowing. It is just cold. Now, you can't complain too much because if the AC is going to be messed up, I want that mug to be messed up to where it is making the crib cold, not sitting in a hot-ass house in July right outside of Houston, Texas. That is not what I want. 
So the power went out then. Heater goes out. The AC is blowing cold. Friday, when we go out to have a little fun, we come back. It is hot inside the house. It's finally in the 70s. Like, oh, snap. The heater must have finally, the AC must have finally given out. So all Friday, all Saturday, the crib is in the 80 degrees on the inside. We know it is hot. We know it's burning. Sunday morning, AC starts to come back on. And now we're back in the original spot where my daughter says that upstairs, the crib will not go above about 58, 59. And I'm downstairs where this mug is sitting at a nice, chilling, breezy 64 degrees. Would have been great before multiple sclerosis. But with multiple sclerosis now and all my temperature sensitivities, man, if I get too cold, I'm shaking. I'm having those seizure-like looking tremors. And if I get too hot, I'm just passing out. Which one would I want to deal with? Man, I, I, I'd much rather deal with the, uh, I, I'd rather be too cold in here right now than be too hot. So, so this is not like, this is not like when that, uh, when the freeze hit us a couple of months ago and it was frozen inside and outside. If it's regular outside in Texas, give me the regular stuff. But if I got to be inside, I'd rather be a little bit too cold than be a little bit too hot. I, I don't mind slipping, slipping some clothes on. But yo, dog, everything has been messed up since this lightning strike. My queen right now has the kids somewhere else. And the truck, we've got the new batteries in it. We've, we've gotten a few things checked. Yo, man, the truck is still messed up. So she can't even get to the crib right now because she's somewhere She's at a, She's somewhere with the fam. And the truck has done this mess up again. And yo, man. Lightning, when it doesn't hit the house, is bad as hell. But I'm damn sure not complaining because I would rather have this than any type of fires or electrical damage or somebody seriously getting hurt. So that is the end of that story. Yo, this lightning strike has us jacked up. All right, so check it, Charles, people. If you are struggling at your place of employment, or well, if you are struggling when you are out with the family trying to have a good time, you can't get into parks, museums, rides, all type of stuff. Any buses, transportation into the buildings. We are protected from businesses, from individuals by the American Disabilities Act of 1990. I learned that on my previous stop and my previous and my on my I learned that at my previous stop on a previous podcast and I've got to keep that one going because it wasn't until I understood what the American Disabilities Act did that I'm able to now use it to help myself at my own place of employment. So I have multiple sclerosis. I'm at the primary progressive stage of multiple sclerosis. That means not only can I not walk, I struggle with my digestive issues, I struggle with bowel movements. I struggle with trying to get to the bathroom. You take that and it becomes really complicated because if you can't walk and you're struggling to get to the bathroom and you don't know when you got to go and it's painful for you to go, everything is just amplified, man, because you are already dealing with multiple sclerosis. So I'm at the gig and I mean, they are constantly giving on, get on to me about bathroom breaks, how long I'm gone how quickly I report in, all that type of stuff. When I learned about the American Disabilities Act in 1990, 
I told my HR department about it. Took them about three months to finally get to moving. But now that they are moving, things are happening and I'm beginning to see real benefits. One of my benefits is that now I have a fourth bathroom break. And man, that is huge. I can't even really call it a bathroom break. It's just a break. So we have our nine hour shifts and we get a 30 minute lunch and a 10 minute break, two 10 minute breaks together, three 10 minute breaks, I'm so sorry. We get one 30 minute lunch and we get three 10 minute breaks. Because of my complaining and when I brought up the American Disabilities Act and I felt like I was being bullied and I felt like I didn't have enough time to get to the restroom because they actually take me off the clock for bathroom breaks. Like I gotta go, I gotta go maybe once or twice an hour. Can't lie about that. And I can definitely understand how that can be a detriment and a problem for an employer, somebody having to constantly go to the bathroom. But that is why the law protects me, protects us. So when I made my complaint, it took a while for it to get to going. But now I have a fourth 10 minute break. That is, I mean, man, the amount, I mean, that means I'm never having to, I'm never having to go longer than about two hours before I can get up and try to move around and take a break and stuff like that. On top of that, after that, it took maybe another week later. So it took about three months too for the American Disabilities Act to shake my human resources and get things going. But now things are going. I got the extra break. And then a week later, I am now have this powerful, this superpower. When I go into meetings and when I step into these virtual meetings, these virtual Zooms, stuff on Teams, any type of interaction with supervisors and whatnot, I'm able to announce to them, yo, my name is Kendrick. I am recording this conversation because I feel as though this workplace environment is extremely, extremely, extremely damaging to my mental health. So because of that, I will be recording you all. Man, those two things, a fourth 10 minute break, and now I have the right to record these these coworkers, these supervisors, these colleagues when I'm in the meetings, man, makes me feel so much better about my job, so much better about the ability to get my job done, and it has taken forever. But it's because of that American Disabilities Act that I finally have gotten some modifications, some things to work in my favor. So if you don't know about it, telling you about it right now, that American Disabilities Act, get on that, stick it to your employer, stick it to the public places, stick it to the transportation, stick it to the water fountain, like yo, get them. So every episode, I'm gonna to try to share something that I've learned. Maybe I learned it from Clubhouse, which I'm on quite a bit. I may have learned it from Instagram, which I'm on quite a bit. Maybe I've even picked up a book and bred some things. Either way, one of my points, one of the things I want to always do is share something that I've learned. And the big thing that I learned this week is from her Instagram handle is this is Nikki's. This is Nikki. No S on the Y. Why no S on the end? This is Nikki's. 
And what I learned from her this week is unscreen.com. So if you're looking for a way to expand the way you are doing things on Instagram or on video, and you want to take a video and remove the background from the video itself, you can go to unscreen.com. That is one word, unscreen.com. I'm already playing with it. Made a couple of really good meme-like looking things. I've got some coming with infographics. I've even got one where I'm putting myself in front of my, my queen's my queen's favorite. Um, her favorite poster is something my son bought her. He put her, he bought her a poster of pop, making the you know with his hands together like he trapping, praying, something something of that nature. So she has that. I got in front of that, and I'm doing different animations. I go to unscreen.com. Boom! Here I go. You've got me doing my animations, doing stuff to build with. And now I can make promotional videos. I can make advertising-like videos. I can talk about my book that I put out a few weeks ago. I got all type of options because of this unscreen.com. Now, the big difference is going to be I use the free version. And the free version gives you a couple of seconds of your video. So my videos could be five minutes, one minute. It doesn't matter how long they are. Unscreen.com only leaves you with the first few seconds. That's all I need though, because from there I got I am a writer. So from there, if the picture captures your attention, now it's time for my words to come in. And if my words cannot keep your attention, maybe the hashtags do something. Maybe the subject material is there. But either way, using that unscreen.com, a tip I got from this is Nikki. All one word, this is Nikki. I follow her for all types of tips on growing my business on Instagram, across social media, how to handle my brand, questions I haven't even thought about. She talked about unscreen.com last week. This week, she hit us with, it doesn't matter what you think your brand is. It only matters what people think your brand is. And that just blew me away because it made me think to myself, Oh, snap. I've been worrying and talking and thinking about I don't want people to think I'm pushing them away from healthcare. I don't want that to be my brand. But yo, while I'm worried about that, I've got to put real thought and consideration into what people actually think my brand is. That's something I'll be thinking about over the next few days, the next few weeks as I improve myself and get better with this. But what I learned this week, again, I learned from This Is Nikki, and the tip is unscreen.com. Unscreen.com. And now, I'm out next segment. Buzzes in my music, man, them buzz get played. See, I'm the king of my throne. East Texas till I'm gone. Got a wellness tip for y'all. Now, I deal with ulcerative colitis. I also deal with irritable, irritable bowel disease. As y'all have often heard me talk about, man, those bowel movements, me going back and forth to the restroom, are a real problem. It's even more of a problem that I can get where I almost feel like I'm constipated with my urine. It struggles to come out. It makes my head hurt. It's like you got to push too hard. All of that is a real issue. The bowel movements cause the cramping in my stomach, the convulsions where you feel like you can squeeze and like it's like your stomach is like automatically trying to push something out. You're just sitting there and your stomach is convulsing and 
I mean, just throbbing, going to work like you're trying to put something out. But you just sitting there, man. I mean, that stuff gets really, really rough. Um, before I began this entire expedition and journey into wellness and doing what I do now, I often took stool softeners and all type of things to, to make it, to make the bowel movements come out. Now, I don't do any of that. Instead, my queen has found an all-purpose, I mean the perfect natural remedy for my bowel movement issues. What she does is she makes me a sweet potato smoothie. And it has red grapes and medium-sized orange that is peeled, two pitted dates, one medium apple, gotta have seeds in it, cooked a baked potato, then you gotta peel it, chopped ginger root, flaxseed, grounded flaxseed, and then ice cubes, of course, I actually give it that, the iciness of it all. Man, I put, she puts all that together, makes it for me, and I mean, I get a bowel movement within about an hour. Is it one of them super duper bowel movements where you feel like your whole stomach is emptied out? No, man, it's nothing like a magnesium citrate or any of them crazy things, like, like you're going to a colonoscopy. What it is, is a good, regular, bowel movement and when you're trying to get from point a to point b when you're trying to get finished with activity one and starting activity two getting that out your system having the ability to use the bathroom is huge man y'all know i like saying huge and that is exactly what it is sweet potato smoothies how do they help you with those bowel movements well thank you very much for asking because i can tell you that the ginger speeds up your stomach emptying so if you're dealing with stuff like me chronic conditions of the of, of the gut chronic conditions with the bowel movements told you all i already have ulcerative colitis and i got irritable bowel disease i need something that's going to help empty out my stomach the flax seeds the apple seeds the apple the dates the sweet potato all those add bulk and add and help to soften to soften your stool it also decreases the gut transmit time and increases your stool frequency. The biggie, the biggie right there was the increase in stool frequency. Because you are taking this because you want the bowel movement to happen. You're trying to get something out. But you also don't want anything explosive that's just going to blow the walls off, off of everything like that. Sweet potato smoothies are the way that I get that done. I mean, I have those maybe... Four to maybe three or four times a week, but I ask them for my wife all the time. I get them three to four times a week because that's when she makes them. Ordinarily, man, look, and I, I could be a lot better. I could be better by learning how to do it myself, fixing things up myself. I could be better if I just learned to just, I mean, I see the ingredients. I've even, we've blogged about it. She's even blogged about how to make this food to the smooth because I'm just so stuck on this benefits and how it helps me out. But I haven't. I learned how I learned how awesome it was last year, 2020. Now I'm a firm believer in it. I will go to her and beg for her to beg her, beg for her to do it. I'll do all type of stuff for her to make that sweet potato smoothie. That way I can relieve some of this chronic constipation, some of that chronic convulsion, some of all of these stomach issues. So that's my wellness tip for the day to keep it natural, to keep it lovely, to keep it pretty, and keep yourself at the best and most optimal condition you can be. Peace.
Old man told him not come to sleep but a dream. So when you see that paint gleam, then know I'm living my dream. So we talked about how the American with Disabilities Act can help me at your job, how it will help you at your job. I've shared what I learned, and that was at unscreen.com. I've told you about the wellness tip of the week, and that was this sweet potato smoothie that my queen makes for me. Right now, I've got to share with you all, I want to get this African-American mentoring group for men started. It's going to be all based on the gratitude journal called if you can't get better, be better. And the purpose of this entire mentoring group is going to be teaching black men, kings, how to hold gratitude at a higher, higher, higher frequency in your life. I want black men, I want kings to be able to look around and say what they're grateful for and why they are so damn grateful. Because I truly believe this is the way to help our black men, our kings, and the sons that we raise deal with the anger issues that this country presents, us, presents to us on a daily, daily basis. It's not about controlling the anger as much as it is about giving yourself another outlet to deal with everything. Because we know... I'm a black man, I'm a king, and I know growing up in this country here in Texas, all the pressure, all the stress, all the anxiety it puts on us as a black man, especially at a young age with our black princes, with our young kings, with our sons, with our nephews. I know the pressure is putting on them because I was a school teacher and I could see it. And with this mentoring group, we're going to be constantly telling each other, what we are grateful for, and why we are grateful. I want us to look up and see our phones and see three or four messages where you look it up and see, yo, King, what's going on? I am so happy I got this sage because it helped me out my room. I cleared out some of that negative energy. When my wife came home, though, we made love, fool. Ha, 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 Like, I want stuff like that to be in the group. I want us to say, yo, I just realized that my kids clean the kitchen and they even swept the floor. I didn't tell them to do that, so I had to be grateful. You right, this thing is working. I want stuff like that to be what we share with each other. That way you constantly have an influx, an energy. I want you to almost feel like you have a, a vision board, a sound board right there in your phone, real time, other men, other kings, growing, learning, getting better, getting stronger, learning patience, and improving. And the way we'll do that, get that mentoring group called Agency of Gratitude. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. I would call it Agency of Gratitude. I'm available on Marco Polo right now for us to start that thing up. And all we would do is every day you share something of why you are grateful why you are smiling so hard what makes you keep going what gives you the energy to get things done you look around and say to yourself i'm so damn grateful that that bed is made up because when i pull the sheets back i enjoy the smell of it when i pull the sheets back and i slide into those cold covers and i can make myself bundle up in the beginning of my sleep all that would be the why 
we share that, and it's just us, man. You're going to hear somebody else say, oh, dog, man, I like my coverage to be warm. And then from there, as we are doing it more and more and more, we see ourselves spending more time on what we are grateful for, why we are grateful. We see other kings doing the same thing. We hear other kings doing the same thing, supporting each other, clapping each other, giving depth to each other. And it's all going to be right there in the palm of your hand. Hit me up and let's get this thing going. I'm on the Marco Polo app, Kendrick Avant, 832-677-7037. Kendrick Avant. Let's get this thing going. Slap back on the streets. Matter of fact, I pulled out two. I am an agent of gratitude, and I run an agency of gratitude. So I got to give out gratitude towards on episode three of Disabled Book. And the inaugural gratitude awards go to number one will be a former colleague of mine, Starlight. Yo, Starlight, I wish I could give you a sound round clap of applause because the way you support me throughout everything on Instagram, across multiple accounts, whenever we were working together, you would keep my head straight working with the kids and always tell me, yo, you got this. People are listening to you. Keep going. The kids love you. The kids are jamming your messages. You got to just keep going. Man, she would laugh at me when I would have a hard day. She would laugh and say, ha ha. But you're making everyone feel so much better. You can do this, King. I mean, it was cool. And now that I'm in a whole new career, I'm an author now. I'm trying to learn to be an influencer. I'm doing all of these things to start my new life. She's still right there rocking it, man. I mean, commenting on my stuff, she'll share stuff. It is super duper cool. And the other inaugural gratitude award goes to the other English teacher. Man, I haven't even met the king. All we do is talk on Instagram. But his constant back and forth with me makes me feel like the stuff I write is going to work. He is an English teacher. So when you reason, he has his own blog, The Other English Teacher. When another blogger gives you problems in your blog, it gives you a genuine sense of confidence, a sense of accomplishment, because they know the struggle. When, it, when it's another blogger and he is an English teacher, oh, snap. It makes you feel like you are well on your way, like the things you're doing are the right stuff. I feel like even if there's a grammar error, because he said he liked it, like suddenly it's it's all it's all good now. I try to rock his stuff too. I make sure I share his stuff. He puts my stuff on his actual feed. Yo, man, I got people I share their things all the time. They don't put my stuff in their feed. So for this man to not even know me, for this king to have never met me before in his life, and to be sharing my information about sickness and disability and the hardships on his own page on his own feed yo a thousand thank yous bro a thousand thank yous to you a thousand thank yous to starlight you all are the recipients of the very first gratitude award from disabled but but that's the way i feel hold up hold up
but that's the way I feel. What you know about being stuck in one place with no movement? Yo, shout out to Big Danny. He jams the podcast and sent me a private message to say, Mr. A, you've got to tell them some of the stories you told us when I was a student in your classroom. So we're going to end today's episode with one of the stories I used to tell my kids when I was their teacher and I wanted them to know about me. This is the story of my very first attempt at getting a girlfriend. So for the for the purposes of for the purposes of saving the guilty parties, we're going to change all the names. Let you know this right now. None of these are the real names. So I'm in fourth grade. We moved to Texas. We moved to Nacogdoches, Texas when I'm in fourth grade. And um, I'm starting to feel myself, man. Like I'm starting to get involved with girls from the light girls. And I really, really enjoy liking girls. There we had this one particular girl, fourth grade. Her name is Latoya. Man, Latoya was so fly. Oh my gosh. Fellas, I don't think you understand, man. Latoya wore the heels in fourth grade to PE and then still played in them. Dog, you can't beat that. An athlete like that, having on heels and out there running around playing with us, man, I thought she was the absolute bomb, man. I just knew she was. So here it comes up. It's coming up to Valentine's Day. I need some money to get Latoya a Valentine's gift. Now, I don't want to give her a bunch of cars. I don't want to get her stuff like that because I don't know any better, man. I'm only in fourth grade. I just know Latoya likes chocolate chip cookies and she likes chocolate milk. I know this because we're in the same class and she gets that every single day for PE. I mean, during the lunch, she's going to get extra chocolate milk and extra cookies. So I'm thinking to myself, huh, if I give her the extra milk and the extra cookies, She'll probably like me as much as I dig and I like her. Problem is, I ain't got no job, man. I'm in fourth grade. So I go to my daddy. Pops, man, would you mind if I, let me borrow a couple of dollars? I want to um, I wanna buy this girl milk and cookies. My father looks at me, you want to buy a girl milk and cookies? Get a job then. You can go out there and mow the grass. It, it won't cost you nothing. Get yourself and make yourself some money then, son. God, dog, man. I just went to buy the girl of milk and cookies. So I go to my mama. Yo, mama, I really like to borrow some money. Let me give this girl milk and cookies. Her name is Latoya. I like her. I give it to my mama. My mama's always supportive, man. I always got my back. And my mama hits me with, oh, baby, you starting to like, you starting to like girls. Go ask your daddy for some money. Oh, I've already asked Pops for some money, so I know that ain't going to happen. So I decide... I ain't gonna worry about it. But we head to Arkansas, back to the home spot for a weekend. And we're back in the home spot of Arkansas for a weekend. I'm talking to one of my big cousins. Like, yo, man, and they got girls, they're kissing girls, doing all types of talking about girls and everything as we're all together. And I tell one of my cousins, hey, man, let me, hug, let me have a dollar or two. Cuz, what you want a dollar or two for? Because I want to give this girl milk and cookies. I know that's her favorite treat. I feel like I can get the milk and cookies for Valentine's Day. It's coming up. Cousin looks at me. Yeah, look at little cuz trying to like girls and shit. You know what? I got you. 
Now, at this time, I'm in fourth grade. I'm thinking, I got you as I got you. Just let me have the money. And he tells me, I'm going to get you. What you got to do is go up the tree, climb the tree in the backyard, go to the top, jump, grab the branch in that part of the tree, and swing on top of the house. You do that, I got you. Man, I'll give you $2. And I'm thinking to myself, $2? Oh, shit. Because back then, extra milk and cookies was a quarter. So if I'm giving her extra milk and cookies for a quarter, you give me $2, yo, doc, I can get her eight milk and cookies. Like, I know she's going to love me. She's going to love me for the rest of her life. So here I go. We're at, this, we're at this family event, man. Barbecue was going. Men are posted up playing dominoes. It's going live. The music is jamming. I'm at the party. He, see. I have no idea what I'm singing, but y'all get what I'm saying, man. The vibe, I mean, the atmosphere is going good. And I'm looking at this tree. Got to climb this tree because I know I still got to get this, this $2 so I can make some money, go back to Texas, and drop this game on Latoya with the milk and cookies, get the number, take off my love life. So here I go, climbing up the tree, no problem, man. Once I get up there, I see my cousin, and I'm kind of pointing, like, oh, shit, he made it up there. Look, he's up in the tree, he's up in the tree. My daddy is over there helping my uncles and everything barbecue. It's going live, man. The women are coming in and outside the house, my aunties and all that. It's going live. This is a family event in Arkansas. All we doing is grubbing and all we doing is grubbing and hollering and talking loud. So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this tree. And as I look up and as I'm looking at that tree branch that I gotta swing onto, I can see my father from the corner of my eye looking up at me. And he's shaking his head like, you better get your ass down. I'm motivated though, man. By now it's too late. I'm up in the tree. Latoya is within reach. Milk Cookies, it's all within reach. All I got to do is grab this tree branch and swing on top of the house, man. I'm already done the hard part, I'm thinking. So I go for it. I jump and I grab the tree branch and I got it, man. I feel like Indiana Jones in this mug, dog. Like I grab the tree branch on the first try and I'm swinging. And I look down and I'm grinning and I see my father kind of shaking his head. And I see my aunts and everything. People are all looking at, what the hell is he doing in this tree? And that's when it happens. The branch breaks. And when the branch breaks, your boy comes tumbling down to the ground. I'm no longer Tarzan doing my thing. I'm no longer Spider-Man doing my thing. I'm now regular ass fourth grade Kendrick tumbling down to the ground. And it happened quick. Splat. Just like that. Splat. And I land right beside the barbecue pit, man. Damn near knock it over. My uncle looks at me. Boy, you all right? And my daddy is just has that look in his eye. And, man, y'all know what I'm talking about. My father has a look in his eye like, how dare you embarrass me? So I'm trying to get, I jump up. I'm good. I'm good. I'm dust myself off trying to, get, trying to get the dirt off my clothes and everything before anybody else can react. My father comes by, grab, grab, grab me by the arm. Got him by the right arm. Oh, snap, that right arm hurts. But he got him by the right arm. And just like that, I catch a couple of belt lashes. Blow, blow, blow. The hell is wrong with you? Blow, blow. Get your ass inside and lay down. 
blow, blow. Never mind the fact I have not cried. Like I fall down splat, right beside the barbecue pit, damn near knock shit over. But when I jump up, no tears, man. I gotta be a gangster about this. No tears. No $2 for Latoya, but no tears. My father gives me that whooping and I feel the tears coming. I go inside. They put me to bed. And if you like me, you already know, man, black folks are real good for if you're crying a lot, go to bed because you must be tired. If you're hurting too much, go to bed when you wake up, you'll feel better. I mean, that's our natural remedy for everything. So now I'm about to start, I'm, I'm, about, to remember, I'm about ready to start crying. My shoulders hurt down and just got a whoop, but my pride is destroyed. I see the cousins over there immediately burn off. Like they're around the corner on the house. They see me jump forward. They see me break the branch. They see me fall. They see the whooping. And I see them skate off on around the corner. Like they're not going to come check on your boy at all. They put me in a room. I'm in there sniffling, trying to go to sleep and everything. I'm laying there and I can't get comfortable. And I have an aunt that comes in to check on me. And y'all know how it is. You always got that one aunt who is going to be extra super duper loving to you. She's going to fight on your behalf. If your parents say something wrong to you and that aunt is around, she just might step up and have your back to your parents. That aunt is the one who comes in and checks on me. And while she's checking on me, I'm like, ah, 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 ah. Like, like I'm hurting, man. I'm seriously hurting. I got, I, I got the, I mean, it's hurting. I can't touch it. it. It is hurting. She looks at it. She's rubbing. She's, oh my God. I believe your entire shoulder is broken. Man, make a long story short. I didn't fell out this tree. Broke my damn shoulder. I mean, broke it like a mug. It is broken. Then got my ass beat. Broken my shoulder. They had my pride destroyed. I did not cry through any of it. At the end of it all, I get a broken shoulder, man. We got to come back home to Texas. And I mean, the entire time, I feel like I could see my father looking in the rear view mirror dead at my ass. I can't get comfortable. I'm trying to go to sleep on the sides of the car and everything. Man, this, it, it, it was, it's a rough ride, bro. It's a rough ride. So, to Danny, to anybody else who used to be a Mr. Avant's class, that was that story I used to tell y'all about my first attempt at finding love. And with that, I wish you all good night. Thank you very much for jamming your boy, Kendrick Avant, on Disabled Butt. Please review me, like us, share me, let other people know the stories and the intentions and the good energy I'm bringing towards you. I need that that way when people look up Disabled Butt, the name in the podcast becomes much more relevant in the search bar. So rate me, review me, like me, share me, love me. Let everybody know what your boy is up to because I'm here for you and that's all I'm here for. Peace. Got a swag quite like But hold me. up, hold up That's the way I feel But hold up, hold up But that's the way I feel